Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. So this is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation. We are coming to you from the ServePro studios here in Rahway, New Jersey. I got a great interview uh, scheduled for today. Uh, Daniel Sundahl from DanSunPhotoArt.com. He's actually going to be a guest speaker at our February educational convention. He's going to be talking to me today. And uh, I got to be honest with you, some of the artwork that we've talked about or that we've seen uh, from Daniel is really uh, moving stuff. Daniel, thanks for uh, for joining me today. Uh, give me a little bit of your background. What's your experience in the uh, first responder community? And uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, your artwork is about. Sure. Uh, so first, thanks for having me on your show. This is great. I'm excited to to come and speak at the at the conference next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a full time paramedic firefighter. I'm a career firefighter. Uh, we're an integrated service, so we do. Uh, I'm an advanced care paramedic as well. I've been doing that since full time since 2003. Uh, I became an EMT in uh, 1994, and over time, uh, I started to develop these mental stressors, and uh, I used artwork to process and purge these memories that I had, um, and. I started doing that about five years ago, the first one, first images that I did. Um, it was never really my intention to share them with anybody mm-hmm. uh, because it was very personal to me. They're still personal to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, at the time, five years ago, I, I thought for sure that I would be, you know, crucified for showing paramedics and firefighters in vulnerable states. So I never really intended to share them with anybody. Um, but when I did, finally, then kind of my world change. I didn't really realize that my peers would attach uh, their experiences to my images and, and connect with them um, so deeply, uh, which was great for me because that really made me feel that I'm, I'm not alone and, and how I'm feeling when I create these images. Sure. So that still is my motivation to create this artwork is it's all based on my own calls, on my own experiences. None of the images are all photo based, but none of them are of actual calls that I've done. Um, they'll all be staged. And then I gotcha. photograph them. Then I digitally draw and paint on top of that photograph mm-hmm. to get the uh, the look that I like. Gotcha. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you that. How um, you know, um, obviously the staging you just mentioned it, it was really uh, interesting to see some of these pictures and the uh, the lifelikeness of them and um, the emotion behind it. And uh, I was just curious myself to to know how you know these images came about. Obviously, you said it's based on your experiences and, and things like that. So it's it's interesting to see. Um, you know, you so say you stage these things, so it's almost like reliving that incident, re, you know, re, uh, that incident or those emotions resurfacing and then trying to capture that in a, uh, 
in a picture um, and what you're, what you're capable, what you're able to do with that uh, image from an art standpoint uh, is really incredible. I mean, you got a really special talent there. Um, Thank you. How did you, how did you kind of get started in this? Do you have a background in photography? Was it just kind of a hobby or is this something um, that came about as, like you said, the therapeutic uh, methods to deal with those stressors that you were, you know, uh, living with on the job? Yeah, I, I kind of did the photography anyways, kind of in a similar style, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I didn't start using that as a form of my therapy until five years ago. Um, and that's kind of when thing, things changed for me. Um, so yeah, I've always been, you know, I play guitar too for mm-hmm. therapy, but I suck at it. So no one really cares about, <laughs> no one wants to interview me about my guitar playing, right. but it's therapeutic for me as well. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I stage the images and it's, um, it may not seem like a therapeutic thing to do reliving it, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, the process, uh, you know, when I stage it, uh, you know, I make sure that everyone, I kind of prep everyone that's in the image. Um, but the real, the, the staging, the photographs pretty quick. It takes me about a week to do each picture. And during that week, I'm really emotionally involved in that mm-hmm. image and in that scene. And it's like, I, I purge that memory from my mind into this one dimensional picture. And then when I'm done, it's like that memory is trapped forever in that one picture. So yeah, it's really cathartic and therapeutic uh, for me to, to do this. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very powerful. I mean, um, like I said, when you, when you look at the artwork, uh, just the emotion within that, within that piece, um, I think it connects to a lot of people. You know, we, we talk about uh, mental health awareness, uh, PTSD, and those stressors that come with, with our jobs. Um, and that could be anywhere from, you know, a paramedic, a firefighter, police officer, dispatcher, EMTs, uh, hospital workers, um, you know, I noticed on your website, you got some military stuff. I mean, those guys and gals dealing with, um, those stressors overseas and, and, and abroad is, uh, immense. Um, so to see that connection, to see somebody like yourself, uh, using this as, as therapeutic, um, I think it, it can connect to a lot of people in our community. I'm sure it already has in, in your experience. Um, and I'm excited, uh, for you to come to the convention in February and share this with our members. I feel like a lot of our guys can, can touch base with, that. I don't know. I personally, um, you know, I'm a, f- a career firefighter here in New Jersey. And I also work part-time as an EMT for a police department here in New Jersey. And uh, as you know, the, the different things that we come across on a daily basis, um, we're exposed to so many more things than the average person. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's challenging to figure out how to deal with those emotions. And sometimes they don't show up for quite a while. You know, you mentioned five years ago you started getting into this. Was there a specific event or a specific uh, thing that, that happened to you that turned you to uh, this artwork as a form of therapy, or is this a kind of a, a compilation of, of um, just stuff building up inside that uh, allows you to use this as a release? Yeah, for me, it wasn't really one specific event that mm-hmm. um, that, that really kind of was the turning point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for the longest time. Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County in Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. 
They're locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison, Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908 233-7070. I thought that PTSD was, you know, you're normal and then you have that one event and then you're impaired. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in my case, it was a long career of constant stressors of a lot of calls. Uh, And I didn't realize that that could have the same effect. Um, So yeah, I've, uh, I have many calls that I describe them as, uh, these organic memories mm-hmm. that pop into my mind uninvited. Um, sure. And when I purge them into that one dimensional picture, that it doesn't happen anymore. And when I create the images, I create, I try to re- recreate how I felt versus what I, what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm done that, that those images don't pop into my head anymore. Wow. So I still have a lot of images I need to process. And it's not even specifically calls. It's, know some of the feelings or emotions that I mm-hmm. uh, that I have um, or the things that I experience over over time as new things pop up I uh, you know I feel better if I can express it in kind of this complex idea into one image um, so I guess yeah I guess I'm lucky I'm, I'm able to do that for myself and others I guess yeah and, and that that kind of leads me into my next uh my next question for you, you know, I, I know that you are a uh, um, somewhat of a, I guess, not a motivational speaker, but uh, a speaker. And uh, you talk about your artwork and, and uh, mental health awareness, PTSD, and, and, and dealing with those using your artwork. Um, I know you go around the country to di- different conferences. You've got another one coming up here on November 21st in Covington, Kentucky. Um, you're coming to our convention in February in your experiences during your travels, doing these events and whatnot, um, have you connected with other people and and have they shared their uh, stories with you and how your artwork has helped others in dealing with their uh, mental health issues? Yeah, that happens quite a bit. And, you know, I do travel and I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a motivational speaker. I don't think I don't, uh, I'm not a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, tell people to do stuff. What I do is I go and just speak as your peer, right? So I present myself as you know a fellow firefighter, a fellow paramedic, fellow emergency worker, sure. uh, and I share what happened to me. So I share the signs and symptoms that I had. Uh, but what I focus on during my presentation is I focus on what I did to get better, uh, and then I talk about post-traumatic growth, which is you know a concept that a lot of people really aren't familiar with. But it's like this silver lining around this dark cloud that, you know, potentially, uh, you know, if you have this impairment, then, you know, if you do the work uh, to get better and essentially rewire your mind in that process, uh, you can end up at a higher level you were before the impairment. So it's, it's actually quite exciting. And that's what happened to me. Uh, and that's what I share. 
Um, and I, you know, my message is if, if, if I can do this, uh, and I was at one point in a very dark space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, suicidal almost took my life. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. so I went from that to traveling actually around, around the world, really. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really lucky that, uh, that I'm able to do that. And, and yeah, I do connect with a lot of my peers that way. Um, but it's, and I think because of that, that's how I get invited to these other conferences because I'm able to do that. Yeah. It's really amazing. Um, you know, I think whether you realize it or not, I'm sure there's, uh, a lot of people out there that have either visited your website. Um, I know you have a book on Amazon called portraits of an emergency. Um, that looked like a, a really interesting piece. I know you've been featured, your artwork's been featured in EMS World, uh, GEMS Magazine, the Canadian uh, Paramedicine, and the International uh, Critical Incident Stress Foundation had some publications with your artwork published as well. So I would imagine there's a lot of people out there that probably experience uh, your artwork and the emotions within it. And uh, you probably don't even know that or realize that, that, uh, that your therapy, your therapeutic, um, you know, uh, your therapy here stretches uh, further than we can probably even fathom. So um, it's really amazing to see what you're doing and to be able to uh, take that gift, that talent that you have in terms of the art and really uh, make a connection with the first responder community here in such an epidemic uh, topic. Um, I think there's a really large stigma that's attached to um, mental health awareness and PTSD. And I think it's something that over time we're, gradually overcoming and and more and more people are realizing that it's no longer a stigma or should not be a stigma that we all deal with it we all uh, have to come to terms with that and um you know i i hope that your artwork and and what you're doing there really uh helps uh, alleviate or erase that stigma when it comes to our uh, community yeah you know i'm doing my best i'm um yeah, of course i'm very passionate about the topic Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of power and peer support. Um, and, you know, I have pretty thick skin, so I have no problem going to other conferences and, and kind of shaking the tree, so to speak, and, sure. and then leaving, <laughs> you know, it, it's easy, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, my, my, my talk is, is pretty emotional and it's, uh, it's very authentic. And, uh, yeah, I talk a lot about stigma and I talk a lot about, um, um, you know, the things that, that I think we're, we're doing wrong, uh, and the damage that we're doing that I think that we could change that. Um, and I think it will, you know, I think of the changes that have happened just even over the last five years, uh, have been, have been really amazing. So yeah, I think we're going in the right long ways to go, but I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those that are watching this, um, you will see behind me, I've got a piece of your artwork uh, that's the background here. And uh, what's what's kind of been, I mean, I know a lot of this is emotionally tied and whatnot. And uh, some of the some of the, the, the artwork you have is very uh, deep and dark, um, which I, I don't really necessarily uh, look at negatively. I think it's a, a positive thing. But what's kind of been, I don't want to say favorite, but what's been your um, what's, what's the piece that you've created that, um, has kind of been like your favorite and what was the inspiration behind that, that piece? Do you have a specific one that you like better than, than yeah, the I, I do. And it's funny cause it's probably the darkest one that I have. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, 
uh, as an artist or how the process works is that it starts off as a as an emotion that I have mm -hmm. and then I try to find an image that best portrays that emotion mm -hmm. and then that I have that in my head and then I try to recreate that image so the more accurate and authentic I can be in that process so that the end image most closely relates to the initial emotion I have that's mm -hmm. that's when I those are the images I feel most connected to yeah so the one that um, my favorite one is called uh, uh, Demon Eats the Ambulance Driver. And it is really dark. It's the darkest one that I have. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a picture. And I call it Ambulance Driver on purpose. And I know that's very derogatory. And I got into a lot of trouble when I, when I posted it that way. But I yeah. meant to call it that. Right. And it's a picture of this paramedic who is literally being eaten by this big demon. Right. His arms are down. Um, and it represents the moment of when you no longer feel you have the strength to to carry on. It's actually it's the point of suicide. Right. It's the point of someone completing suicide where they no longer want to. Um, they don't have the the power to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't want to feel anything anymore. Um, they basically just ring the bell and and tap out. Right. So that's what that picture is about. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, when I was done with it. Yeah, I was very, very. And people that have been in that spot, like I've been mm -hmm. close to that, very close to that spot. Uh, people are very emotional. Uh, and I can tell the people that have been close because uh, there's a there are, those are the people that get really, really emotional about it when they see it. Mm -hmm. So that's very powerful. That's a very powerful picture. Yeah. Um... We're excited for you to come here in February. Um, I think you'll have a lot of people coming up to you uh, trying to find out how they can go about purchasing your art. What's the, uh, what's the best way that they can, they can do that? Is Amazon or is it the website? If yeah, probably to... the, the website's the best because the website has the links to, you know, to my calendar, which I do every year. And I mm -hmm. donate that money uh, or my book. I have a new book. My third book's coming out. I uh, should be getting it from the printers uh, in a few weeks. Uh, but if you go to dansunphotos.com um, or dansungallery.com, mm -hmm. uh, you can order any of my images, any size you want. Um, uh, so that's the best place to get them. Gotcha. You just released your uh, 2020 calendar. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the calendar I do every year, uh, the images are based on the last 12 months. And um, yeah, I donate the money to kids with cancer. And the great thing this year I was in, uh, Finland twice. Mm -hmm. I was in Australia uh, and I traveled, did lots and lots of traveling this year. So the images, um, I know there's lots from Finland in there. I don't know if we even have some from Australia there, but um, it kind of represents the last year. Um, and I kind of picked the 12 that I, kind of the, my 12 favorite images. And I try to make sure that most of the services are incorporated. And, um, yeah, I only order limited amounts of them every year and I sell out every year. Wow. But yeah, then I, I'd give the money to kids with cancer. That's great. I mean, uh, you know, be able to give back like that and, 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 uh, and really have that connection, I think is, uh, is special. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you again for coming on here today. Um, sitting down and, uh, I, I really, truly anticipate a lot of our members uh, having a personal connection with you and your, your artwork um, when they get to see everything in February. 
And uh, don't forget to check out danceonphotos.com. Um, check out his artwork. Uh, the, the images are moving. And I think a lot of our listeners and, and members can, uh, can make a connection to that. So, uh, Dan, thanks again for joining me today. And uh, yeah, my pleasure. To, thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you in person in February. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, great. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another great episode of FMBA Nation. And stay tuned for some more great content to come. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen on the NJ FMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.